Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. And the reason why I'm starting tonight is, Brianna, we have a surprise for you. You... <laughs> you have just finished your 100th review. And oh. so tonight we want to honor you. We have an award for you to acknowledge your 100th review. Okay. And uh, Raven and Kiefer and Jerry are going to tell you a little bit about what you've done and how you've influenced their life. But I'd like to tell you that you have been a shining star in my life. It has been such a pleasure to work with you over these last four and a half years. I can't tell you what you brought to me and how much I have enjoyed watching you grow as you have gone out and tackled so many different types of assignments. And you've always brought your best self forward and you've just been an inspiration to all of us. Oh, Oh dear, I'm I am almost about to cry. Okay, that's, thank you. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to Raven because I know that she has to leave. Raven, what would you like to add? Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, hi Brianna. It is so good talking with you. I've missed you so much. Um, I just want to say, well, Brianna, you started working with me about a year after I started working with Kids First and doing the radio show. Um, and from day one, you have just always had this incredible level of professionalism and it, it almost comes to you naturally and watching your reviews grow over the year. It's just been incredible watching your growth and improvement. And you've always been such an inspiration to me because despite the fact that you're younger than me, I often look up to your work and it's just so incredible that you've accomplished a hundred reviews and I can't wait for the next 100. <laughs> that means a lot coming from you, Raven. Because oh, I love you. <laughs> I love you too, brah. <laughs> Kiefer, can you add something? Uh oh, this is not going to be. This is going to be a long segment. <laughs> um, apologize for my voice. I'm a little bit under the weather. <laughs> Just the perfect day to do that. I cannot put the words together of how uh, amazing you are, Brianna. Uh, you are always a treat to talk about movies with, even though it's never about a Marvel movie. Because um, <laughs> um, she hasn't seen practically any of them. Um, oh, sorry. All, so, for all the, so all the Brianna fans out there, make sure to send her some Marvel movies. Um, Please do. She lives in Florida, so just just look up in the phone book. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, anyway, um, but you are just so sweet and incredibly intelligent and knowledgeable. Uh, and whenever I, you're on a segment to talk about a film, I'm always excited because you always have such insightful things to talk about, whether it's um, any movie, especially when you are romantic films, oh my word, you go forever. And um, also I got to put this out there, those mess, when um, after the radio show, sometimes you message me, after the radio show saying how a great job I did and how I say a great job you did. And it means a lot to me because it just shows how, like, this is, that Kids First is more than just a, um, in a, a outlet to talk about movies. It's, it's a, kind of a family. And I can't 
thank you so much for um, taking that effort, taking that time and effort to just um, just text a crazy person like me and uh, to wish me luck on things and I wish you luck on your acting ability and my filmmaking, which is always means so much to me. So Brianna, uh, I just can't thank you enough for being not only a wonderful co-host but being just a friend. <laughs> That I was going. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Keith. I, I want to also acknowledge Brianna's mom. Faith, are you on the call? Uh, I don't know. Yes, I Oh, okay. Coming out of nowhere. Thank you. <laughs> because as we all know, you couldn't accomplish what you do without the help of your support system. And your mom has been just one of our most amazing Kids First Moms. So I want to give a big shout out to Faith for everything that she has done to help you reach this milestone. Thank you, Faith. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. <laughs> and let's bring Jerry. I I'm sure you have a few words to add. I do. It's going to be hard to follow after Kiefer and you, but yes, I do. Uh, so, Brianna, I just want to honestly thank you so much for all the positivity you brought to the show. When I first started doing this show, you always were so welcome. You were always fun to talk to if I was interviewing you or if you were interviewing me. You were just always so happy. And when I first started doing Kids First and I started looking at reviews for examples of what to do, I looked at your review and I was like, wow, those are so fantastic. And I want to do reviews as good as those. So I just want to thank you for being a fantastic example. <laughs> you're okay all right so um we do have an award for you and um i think your mother is bringing it to you even as we speak <laughs> can you tell us what it looks like it's clear and it has my full name on it because I love to use my full name and um, it has the kids first um, thingy with the circle thingy and it says 100 review. Oh. Thank you. Very oh. <laughs> Thank you. I am, I am very emotional. I'm always emotional and Kiefer and Raven and Jerry will tell you that. Um, I'm, I've always been very emotional and yeah. <laughs> Why are you taking a picture? Of me? Especially <laughs> when talking about Josh Hutcherson and cupcakes, you get very emotional. <laughs> yes, I I love him. I I love everyone because everyone. Love you, Brianna. Thank you so much, very much. Thank you. Philomena, uh, uh, do you have something you'd like to add? Yeah, sure. Um, when I first started recording this show, I remember uh, you called in and helped me like walk me through the process so like I respect you for that and appreciate just like all the tips that you've given me as the show's director so I love that you give everybody positive feedback too you're you make everybody feel great when you're on the show and that's something that I admire about you oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay well I think that's the end of our awards yeah. segment and let's get on with the show okay yeah. i'm gonna pass it back to you all thank you for letting me be here it's a pleasure to be your producer i love you all love you and on that note we're going to continue this show um thank you so much um 
for Brianna for being an amazing host. Uh, but we're going to continue the show talking with a lot of films. We're going to be talking about The Founder, Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, Long Way North, Sifts Up 2, and A Monster Call. So let's get right into it. We have a first uh, appearance, uh, Cameron from California, who is 15. This is her first time on the show. So thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Now we're going to talk about Little Prince, the Planet of Snake. So um, tell us a little bit about what this is, uh, what it is about. So the Little Prince, the Planet of the Snake is kind of a mix of animation and adventure. So when watching the film, it is about the Little Prince, which mm -hmm. goes on a journey through his galaxy to help save it um, from the snake. Um, most of the film is just him and this rose that he, of course, loves. And he's trying to save the rose from the snake who, in the movie, takes the rose to his secret lair, of course, you could say. So it sounds like a fun and um, packed animation journey. So uh, tell us a bit about uh, the characters in this film. and The characters... In this film include uh, the little prince voiced by Aiden Drummond and the snake, which was very wickedly played by Paul Dobson. The hmm. rose was also played by Sarah Edmund Edmondson. And I don't think I've ever heard of any of these uh, voice actors played by any other people. So it was very nice to hear their voices in this film. Well, certainly there are a lot of voice actors out there and it's great to hear that there, of course, Animation is a wonderful art form, and to have voice actors out there, our voice acting is actually a very hard job, so uh, I really applaud voice actors in this film. So uh, tell us about what was the most enjoyable part of this movie. Um, I think the most enjoyable part would have to be the humor involved. Hmm. I'm kind of old for this movie, so uh, the little humor made by the fox was very uh, genuine. I actually laughed when watching it. So I think the humor was the most enjoyable part besides the adventure. Laughter is always the best medicine. Uh, so <laughs> you mentioned that you're a little bit older for this. You're 15, you're watching this film. So um, what would you say is like the intended audience for this movie? Um, about 11 to 13 year olds. Hmm. Um, I kind of did an older age range because some characters in the film look kind of scary for younger children. I feel like younger children might see the characters and might have um, nightmares about them. So Ooh. I feel like the middle preteen ages, I feel like they would enjoy the movie the most. Well, good to know for anybody out there who wants to see this film. There may be some, some scary characters, but uh, it sounds like it has some cute humor to it. Uh, what would you say is your favorite part of the whole film? Um, there's my parts that I liked. My favorite part would have to be when the fox decided to share a joke to one of the um, snake's accomplices, which was funny because the joke actually made me laugh when watching it, which I thought it wouldn't, but it really did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that would be my favorite part out of the film. Wonderful. And uh, how many stars would you give this film? I would rate this film uh, three out of five stars. I feel like the letdown would be the scary characters, but the overall plot was very well-rounded to watch. And uh, what would you say is the message that this film teaches kids? 
the message would be to have hope even through different situations just as the little prince was determined throughout the movie to find the rose and to defeat the snake which was taking over his galaxy sounds like a wonderful cute little message and for a absolutely adorable film it looks like so thank you so much uh, for talk, uh, Cameron, for talking about The Little Prince, The Planet of Snake. Great job for your first time on the show. Thank you for inviting me. And I look forward to interviewing you on future programs. Uh, with that said, let's take a break. I am your host, Kiva Blakesley, and this is Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Network. And this show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, starring QRSTV. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our kids' first film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm brianna hope and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished speaking to cameron about the little prince the planet of snake and we are going to next talk about the founder miraculous long way north surfs up Two and a monster call. So right now we are speaking with 13-year-old Callista from California about the founder. And I just wanted to say that this is Callista's first time, and I'm sure she will knock all of our socks off, even though I'm only wearing one sock at this present moment, but that does not matter. So Callista, what are your initial thoughts on the founder? I honestly really enjoyed the founder, not just because I'm a humongous fan of McDonald's, um... I thought it was overall a really well-written movie. I thought the acting was really good, and I didn't know what to I didn't know what to expect when I when saw this movie. But I'm just gonna say I was not disappointed. No, I I, I definitely understand because um, when a lot of people hear McDonald's, they're like they I. I've heard a lot of mixed signals. Not mixed signals. Is that the right word? I, 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 yeah, there's a lot of mixed signals. I I know quite a few people who think, oh, McDonald's is pretty good, but uh, my best friend does not like McDonald's at all, so. Yeah, I, I have a few friends that don't either. And, I mean, I don't really go out to eat a lot, like, at all. Like, 
I'm broke. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, the, the people that I do talk to, they have their opinions on everything. So do you think that you need to like McDonald's or like fast food? No, I don't. I don't think that's necessary to enjoy this movie. I think if you're interested, definitely check it out. If I mean, I was excited to watch this movie because I do like McDonald's, but that, but I don't think that's the only like thing about this. I don't think just being a story about McDonald's. I don't think that's the only thing that defines this movie. So I would definitely say that even if you don't like McDonald's. Maybe give it a chance, because it is a very good... I think it's a good movie, so... I don't think you, I don't think you have to like McDonald's to enjoy this movie. No, oh, yeah, because I, I mean, I ask that on a, a lot of, like, specific... Like, theme-specific theme, theme films, because a lot of the time it'll be like, oh, well, just people who like this will enjoy this. And then you've cut off so many people because now they won't like it. So just wanted to ask that. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> you understand. Okay. Yeah, so I understand. Michael Keaton is in this film, and he is obviously in a number of other films. So do you, do you like what you see as him playing the founder? I mean, as someone who doesn't know a lot about Michael Keaton, I haven't seen any of his other works. I thought this was a good... I thought he was the best actor in this movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed his performance. It's like, I think he does a good... I think he gets, like, very into the character, and I think that, like, he does a good job portraying all of the emotions. He does a... he He's great throughout the entire film. I mean... To be fair, though, the acting in this film is absolutely spectacular. Like, the two McDonald's brothers and everyone else, like, they're they're all really good, but Michael Keaton was, hands down, probably the best one. And and when I see, like, the founder as the title, and I see a picture of Michael, Michael, Michael Keaton in front of the glorious McDonald's and M I, I I'm just thinking of was okay I'm I'm not really good with definitions but I'm like oh like the founder like his last name was was McDonald and and he's the guy and I because I know no yeah that, that's, what, theory, that's but, what I was thinking like um when I heard the founder and I heard oh it's the story about McDonald's and then I see Michael Keaton and all the things and just thinking oh it's the story of how we made mcdonald's house trial and error to get mcdonald's to be this gray and it's the exact opposite no yeah yeah and and um i think it's interesting because i i've gotten into this point with movies now i actually haven't seen a movie um in about a month but anyway i've gotten to this point with movies now where it's like oh my gosh what's going on does no one have any new ideas um, and I think, yeah, that, I, I yeah. definitely am one of those people who's like, I'm very critical on movies. I have a serious problem. It's like, every, it, like, I will notice things that other people are like, how did you even notice that? And I'm like, I have a good memory. I have a very strong sense. I have very strong opinions. So it's like, I, I kind of get, I do like to critique movies, even when I'm just in the theaters, just watching it. So, I mean, it's like. And to be fair, if you if you did just think, oh, it's just a movie about the founder of McDonald's and his story, yeah, it's it's very it it was a very unique and uh, original movie. That's what I would have to say. Well, I am glad you thought that. 
You're listening to Kids Various Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we are talking about the founder as of right now. And and then after that, Miraculous Long Way North surfs up, surfs up to and a monster calls. We were just talking about McDonald's and the founder and Michael <laughs> Keaton and everything else that comes along with it. So, Callista, do you think that if this, if this kind of idea was made for Chick-fil-A or... Any other fast food restaurant that I can't really remember at this present moment? But do you think In and Out, uh, Burger King, Jack in the Box? I, 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 I'm, I'm a bit of a fast food fan. <laughs> do you think that it would have the same impact if it was written about those chains? I mean, I think the reason that this movie was so good was because, well, I mean, when you think of McDonald's, a lot of people probably think of, oh, I'm loving it. Oh, a Happy Meal. Oh, the little um the little uh happy meal box with the little smiley face like a lot of people will probably think of that but the mo- but when you watch the founder you realize that it's like it was the exact opposite this will not like mcdonald's was founded in and it was this movie is pretty negative and in all honesty it did kind of ruin my opinion on <laughs> mcdonald's a little it's not a very happy uplifting movie doesn't even really end on a positive note so i mean it's like depending on if the story for other fast food restaurants was like as powerful as the story for mcdonald's i think it might be able to work but that's a big if yeah, yeah, I understand. And and what you said about the overall tone of the film isn't as happy as you would think because of, you know, the happy faces and such. And and it's like, that's what I love about biographies and history things and, and drama things. Well, not, anyway. Um, but documentaries and those type things because you never, going into a regular film, I'm always like, okay, well, most likely it's going to turn out happy. Most likely someone's Yeah, that's win. what I'm always like. I'm also very aware of a lot of cliches, so it's like sometimes it feels like a movie like has to throw in a cliche. So oh, it it has to end on a good note. So throw in some cliche that a lot of movies have done before. Yeah, I, I like that biographies and documentaries don't do that, and I'm thoroughly surprised when I see the end of the film. Not necessarily that I want a bad ending, but I want not to. I want no, to I mean I, I I agree. It's like it's like I don't want like this note this movie to end badly like i don't want these characters that i've grown attached to in the past two hours to be depressed at the end of the movie to lose at the end of the movie but i mean it's like if you can throw in something original then you have then well i consider it a good ending yeah and um how many stars do you give this film i mean i think i already know but how many stars do you give i mean i would give it four out of five it's very dark and it's kind of unnerving at times when you there are some scenes that are very unnerving but it is still a really good movie so i'm glad you like it and as you said you said it was a bit dark so what do you think the age range for this film is probably around like 12 12 to 18 i would definitely not recommend this for like some really little kids because it's like there are some really dark scenes and considering there that these kids might be into McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you think that, um, is there anything else that a parent should be aware of or, or a gardening? I be mean, aware of? there are a few times, there are a few moments of cursing. And I mean, to be fair, the movie isn't too inappropriate. I mean, it's mainly just some slightly, um, 
it's just maybe mainly some dark moments and um it's mainly just dark moments and a little bit of swearing but that's really it okay well it's it's good to know because i i did notice it was pg-13 so i just wanted that's probably just because there is one moment where michael keaton or ray Kroc drops drops an f-bomb so okay yeah yeah i I I mean it is it is in a really strong scene though like where he's like I think he was um, yelling at one of the McDonald brothers in, on the phone, and he drops an f bomb. Yeah, I just. So I just aside from that, this movie isn't that bad. Yeah, I just wanted people to know because sometimes people go away and they don't know what's going on. So just want people to know. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good to be aware of the ratings and the stuff that's in it. True, very true. Well, Callista, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about the founder. Thank you for having me. I had real. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> you did great on your first time. Just wanted to let you know. Um, guys, the, the founder is in theaters now, so please check it out. Learn something. You should learn something every day. Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, starring QRSTNU. Kids Safe, Mother Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakesley and we just got done talking about the founder the little the little prince the plant of snake and right now we're going to be talking about miraculous tales of ladybug and cat noir along with long way north sifts up to and amongst the calls we have three wonderful critics here. We have Rowan, Carla, and Callista talking about miraculous tales of Lady Bug and Cat Noir. And I'm back! Sounds like the ca- uh, cat is in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. ironic, considering that the second main character in this show is Park is has like cat powers. <laughs> well, yeah, that's also interesting about the show is this is a French CGI television show, which yes, um, that is think, true. you would think would be just for little kids, but I actually was interesting is that a lot of my friends. I'm in high school, and all my friends absolutely love the show. It's kind of like the Animaniacs of our time. Mm-hmm. Actually, though, that is that is true. I I didn't know a lot about the show. I only knew that like the main character had like ladybug powers. And the thing is, though, it's like I'm 
saw it recommended for me, considering I'm a fan of Steven Universe Star vs. the Forces of Evil and Gravity Falls, so it's like, mm-hmm. if you're into any of those shows, I'd probably check, I would probably check this out, so. Yeah, and it's, it's actually, it's a really well-done show, to be honest, and when I was thinking about, like, speaking of which, what does this show consist, what I mean by ladybug powers? I mean, like, fly, of course, okay. powers. Well, yeah, okay, if people don't watch this, they will probably be confused. It's basically, mm-hmm. um... Basically, like, there's, um, the main character is, like, these earrings, and they can turn her into, like, a, into basically a superhero named Ladybug. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a Ladybug, and it's, like, um, like, a red suit that's, like, li- with black spots to sort of represent Ladybugs. Interesting. And, no, um, I mean, it's, she doesn't really have, like, Ladybug-type power. She has a really cool yo-yo. Yo-yo powers. Now, see, only the French can come up with that. So, uh, Ronan, um, what, what else do you want uh, did you uh, want to add about the show? I liked how it was kind of fast-paced. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like very slow and didn't like some animations, like not mm. cartoons, but like some animated things are like very slow to get information across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. I mean. To be fair, though, like, when the show wants to be fast-paced, it is pretty fast-paced. I mean, mm-hmm. this show is basically, like, if France got a hold of superhero of superhero um, style stuff, considering the show is pretty much a superhero show. Mm-hmm. So. And, um, Carla, um, Carla, what would you say is your favorite character in the show? Um, my favorite character in the show is, um, Alia, because, um, she is, um, very, um, like, is obsessed with superheroes and, like, she already she had made a blog about them, and um, she stands up for Marinette when her enemy Chloe um, bullies her. Sounds like a it sounds like my kind of person, just like obsessed with superheroes. And then Same. Become- I'm not even gonna lie. I'm a humongous nerd when it comes to DC Comics and the X Men. Like I'm I'm a big fan. So if you're into superheroes, definitely check the show out. Take notes, Brianna. Um, <laughs> So, um, um, Calista, um, so how did you see the show? Was it on DVD package? And like, uh, yes, the- actually, I I found I watched a few episodes um, that were bundled up in a little DVD. They actually are like selling um, DVDs of some of the episodes now because I I remember like after I saw the show, I I went to Target mm-hmm. and like I walked by where they usually um, where they like put all the DVDs and there were like there was like this guy and this there was like this man and this woman they were like looking at these DVDs and they're like oh miraculous tales of ladybug and cat noir maybe we should get this so yeah there are DVDs of it now and if Go it's it's out. also airing I also think it's still airing on Nickelodeon in America it is and also the the first season just ended in October so they hopefully they'll have enough to get a second season so what about you Ron what did you think about um, the animation in the show I feel it was quite detailed, and, like, yeah, it was very detailed, and you could, like, like, it looked kind of realistic. Like, it wasn't, but it looked kind of realistic. For animation standards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> human characters here. Uh, so, um, Carla, what about you? What about, um, what else do you want to talk about this show that you found was interesting? Um, I found out that, because my friend was obsessed with the show, um, last year, um, when she was like talking about it, like she mentioned that it, it that the uh, the author is uh wanted to animate it to be like an anime, and I found that very interesting. And that's Carla, actually really cool. Yeah, definitely. And Carla, what did you think? Like, since a lot of people really enjoy the show, even teenagers. So, like, 
of all different demographics. What do you think made this show like big? Uh, maybe it's because it's like dealing with superheroes and like that's a big trend. Like there's like so all sorts of superhero shows, like superhero movies, like Marvel and DC are like huge big now. So maybe it's that. Definitely, especially since uh, superhero films are huge and all the rage, and it's great to have a television show that can appeal to different demographic dem dem demographics, I should say. And um, Rowan, how many stars would you give this film? Uh, give, uh, and well, give film? I would give it four out of five stars because it was detailed and it was kind of entertaining. Wonderful. And um, Callista, what, how many? Uh, what would you say the age range for the show is? Okay, to me, the age range is around. Probably like six to maybe twelve. Definitely, um, if you are older, I'd still recommend it. If you're into like superheroes and if you're a boy or a girl, I would recommend it for both genders. Because I mean, I consider myself to be a tomboy, and I like I think um, guys can get interested in like all the cool fighting and action scenes. Considering it is, it is, it does have like a lot of action scenes. Mm -hmm. and uh, girls can get interested in the main character because I really enjoyed her. But it is a wonderful show, and it's out on DVD now, so go to Target, your local Target, Walmart, <laughs> Best Buy, any place you can get a DVD of Cat uh, Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Thank you, you three, for talking about this show. It's always a pleasure. You're listening mm -hmm. to Kids with Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeva Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by ABC Monsters starring QRSTNU. Right now, we're going to go on to talking to Jerry Oz about this absolutely amazing animation animated film called Long Way North, and also we're going to be talking about Surf's Up 2, Wave Mania, and A Monster Calls. Um, so, Jerry, always happy to have you on the show, bud. It's always great to be on the show. Now, I looked up this movie... And I am absolutely amazed. And I'm always, I always have a warm welcome to hand-drawn animation films to become, to come back. So I'm telling you about this movie. So, like you just said, it is a hand-drawn animation film, and it pretty much takes place in the 1880s in St. Petersburg, Russia. And it's all about this girl who has this one dream to go to the North Pole and find out what happened to her grandfather, who never really came back from an expedition, which is a little worrisome. So. Even though she has a lot of challenges, she goes to this goal and she tries to accomplish this goal. And it's inspirational. The voice acting is beautiful. The soundtrack is beautiful. The animation is absolutely spectacular. One of the greatest animations I've ever seen in an animated film. And it's overall a fantastic film that I think anybody would love. Certainly. And I'm, again, as I welcome, I always welcome these different forms of animation because CGI is... I'm sure you would agree, is absolutely an innovative way of animation and should be welcome, but I still miss those t the different methods like hand-drawn, stop-motion, claymation, all those types that are just, there's just something unique about them and just gorgeous. So uh, how would you feel like the hand-drawn animation like benefited this particular story? Well, I think that I just was able to express it better, and I think one of the parts that I was able to express better, because, kind of funny, it's a very historical form of animation, and it's a very historical-oriented movie. The whole plot of the movie all takes place in the 1880s, and to be able to do that in a much older type of animation that we've known for almost a century now is, I think, perfect and very fitting, and it just portrays it so well. There's this thing with drawing animation that very very few cgi films can do but yet all drawing animation films can do and that's by making it an art form instead of just a tool to create films they really turn it into an art form which is just absolutely spectacular to see and this film does it really well 
Definitely. And when I see this, I, I saw the trailer, and I now it makes me want to see the whole film, is that this is set in back in a older time. And it is it does look like a Victorian, well, it looks like it's painted like a Victorian style, like painting. You would see in like Mr. Turner or, or um, Rembrandt's kind of um, era. And it does definitely, from what I see, help tell the story. So what would you also think about the characters in this film? Because we, again, we have a leading lady. And this also seems like a great opportunity just to show some, again, a strong woman character, which is always welcoming, especially in animation, because we, we, we tend to lack that. Yeah, so the main character, Sasha, she's played by Christia Thoret. These are all French names. I don't really want to mispronounce them. I think that's correct. So, and all the characters are just really great. There's not really an antagonist in the film. There's like a couple characters who are slightly bad but not really but they were all just really great really relatable i mean they just made the film so well they made the story so entertaining that in the first five minutes you can connect to sasha you can connect to her dreams her goals her conflicts and it was just so interesting to see that because films with a really simple story can't do that in half an hour and a film with a complex story like this did in five minutes which is just unbelievable and to do it in a creative way so it's not just shoving into information at your face is really hard but they did it now uh this is a very much of an adventurous tale but uh what would you say is like the age range particularly since this does seem like it's more of a not to say mature matter but more of a uh it, it's more of a historical um storytelling Oh, even though it does look rather mature, it's really meant for all ages. Instead of some more dramatic scenes and just a slight bit of mild language, I give it an age rating of 5 to 18. I still recommend it to teens and adults, even though it's advertised as it's meant for kids, because I watched it and I really enjoyed it, because I think teens and adults, they can see past just the story and the characters, and but and they can see the morals and the animation, and they can see the more artistic side of the film, because it is a beautiful film. Definitely. Uh, so, what would you say is your favorite? Uh, oh yeah, what is your favorite part in this film? My favorite part, like not my favorite scene, just my favorite part. Yeah, I'd yeah. say my favorite part is towards the beginning. This is where my favorite scene is too, and this is when Sasha first leaves on this expedition up north. She is still a very young girl. Like I think they say she's fifteen or sixteen around our ages, and she is a very rich girl. She never really was used to any of this working or adventuring, but she still has this goal in mind and this dream that she's committed to. And to think that she went completely out of her comfort zone was kind of cool to see and kind of inspiring, very relatable. And it's just a great moral to, you know, if you work really hard, you will accomplish your dream. So I really like that scene. Well, I got to admit that I'm very happy. I, I always love it when the show, when this radio show allows me to see new films because I didn't hear about this film and I, I hate it when I hear about I, I don't hear about a film like this because it's just not many people hear about it so uh, I I love researching this film and I can't wait to go check it out thank you so much Jay for talking about Long Way North no problem thanks for letting me talk about it oh my pleasure well with that said let's take a break I'm your host Keeper Blakesley and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions and this show is sponsored by ABC Monsters starring Q-R-S-T-N-U this film is also out in theaters now, so please check it out. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our kids' first film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm brianna hope and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished speaking to jerry about the long way north and now we are talking about surfs up to wave mania and later on we'll be talking about a monster call so right now we are speaking with the adorable 11 year old Dariana from California about Surf's Up 2. And again, um, I just wanted to say that this is also Dariana's first time on the radio show. And she's also from California. So a lot of first-timers from California, I guess. So, (laughs) Dariana, what did you think about the storyline of Surf's Up 2? Well, the storyline of Surf's Up 2 was it taught you a lot of life lessons. And it was very entertaining. And uh, there was a lot of action and adventure in it. So it was really awesome and amazing, and I think some kids like would really want to surf. <laughs> <laughs> surf? I got you. Yeah, um, I when I looked and I saw that I was interviewing you, and I saw that a couple of days ago I was like, oh, I'm doing surfs up too. And um, I had no idea they were making a Surf's Up 2. I was like, I didn't even know this was going to be a thing. <laughs> and the first Surf's Up was done in 2007, which was... 10 years ago now and that's crazy to think about like it, like you were one just think about that yeah, just okay. just just <laughs> mentally think about that for a second and and it's like to not know like everyone knows that Incredibles is coming out this year next year I can't remember um but everyone knows that these remakes or these sequels are coming out the things that we've loved when I was five and six and seven and eight and nine. Um, but I did not know this was coming out. So um, it has a kind of a twist um, with WWE superstars. Um, and I know nothing about WWE. My dad used to watch kind of things like that. I don't even know what to call it because I know nothing about it. But what did you think about the inclusion of the WWE superstars? Oh, well, if you if you pretend to watch the movie without knowing that they're WWE superstars, it's amazing how how like how they sound and how different they sound from real life and um i think the fact that they put wwe superstars was amazing because the um the penguins that they play are very strong and i bet i bet they would wrestle if they were if they were humans um (laughs) so um the fact that they made them wwe superstars just makes them a lot cooler yeah, because, I mean, hearing it, it's like without them being superstars, um, 
it, I mean, it's still an awesome movie, but like with it, it just takes it up to a whole nother dimension and level. And I saw photos from the film, um, and like, not photos, but it was kind of like the character that they're in the film and then what they actually look like and yeah. what they kind of, what their persona is. And a lot of the photos, they look like the character in the film, which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, so I hear that you went to Surf's Up to Wave Mania event. So what was your favorite part about that? Well, I like going into the penguin exhibit and seeing the penguins. I also like the breakfast. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I like food, too. It's totally fine. It's okay. <laughs> so, um, I And I also liked watching the movie on the big screen. Yeah. So that was yeah. cool. Sometimes, like, with my favorite movies, I want to... I want to go back to the movie theaters and be like, hey, can you just put this disc in or however you're going to play it and just <laughs> so I can watch my favorite movie on yeah. the biggest screen ever. So <laughs> I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, so what is your favorite scene in this film? Um, my favorite scene is in the beginning when they start interviewing Cody Maverick, um, the main character, about is he still cool because in the first movie he lost the competition so then now they're interviewing for, is are they still cool? And in the film, um, instead of answering the questions, he does a commercial for his surf school. And then the bully in town comes and does a commercial for his surf school. And it, like they start fighting. And it, it was really funny, though. <laughs> I feel like that would be me. They'd be like, hey, you know, how have you been for the last year? I'd be like, well you should totally come. <laughs> like, I would totally segue into something that I wanted them to do. But um, what do you think the age rating is for this film? It seems kind of young, but I just wanted to ask you. Um, it, I think it would be ages for 5 to 10, and older kids could watch it too. But I, I recommend it for 5 to 10 because the 5-year-olds will like the fact, like, if they're into wrestlers. Um, I saw some kids at the event with the little WWE wrestler toys and action figures. If they were into wrestling, it would be awesome for them to watch this movies. And and if they like surfing, too, it would be cool for young kids, too. Yeah, I guess it's kind of the mix-up. If you like penguins or surfing or WWE, you should totally watch this film. And if you like all three, then yeah. there you go. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, and uh, really quick, what star rating do you give this film out of five? I give this film four out of five because it has a lot of action. And there's even some mystery here and there, too. Well, I'm glad that you liked it, and it sounds like a lot of other people will like it because it sounds like it's for everyone on planet Earth. <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Boys Market Kids Network, and today we have just talked about Surf's Up 2 Wave Mania, and that is out now, so please go buy it, go out, go to Walmart, go to Target, go to wherever, and buy it. And um, up next, Kiefer will be interviewing me, so take it away, Kiefer. Oh, I will. Okay, so I'm going to be talking to Miss Brianna about Amongst the Calls. And let's just get right into it because there's just so much to talk about it in so little time. <laughs> we were talking about a very emotional film, a very emotional person. So get out your tissues. Uh, <laughs> I saw this film. I cannot tell you how much that I adore this film. So Brianna, just go off. What did you think of this film? I feel like you're going to hate me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I I went into this film and I tried not to be – I tried not to Significant? have – 
Yes. And I <laughs> didn't want to do that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to watch it. And I kind of affirmed what I formerly felt because it's like all we all we're doing now is like making movies about little children that go off into the night with big monsters. Like, does no one else see what's wrong with that? And then it's like the whole story is about, oh, my gosh, tell them the secret. Tell the tree your secret, which is really weird by the way but anyway tell the tree your secret and then at the end of the film i'm like seriously that's the secret you had to tell i just got really let down wow i'm, I'm sorry i'm, I'm sorry uh, i know that's, that's totally fine but um no when i saw this film i, I saw a trailer for this film i'm thinking like i'm now nah, i don't really like this kind of coming of age kind of style i don't yeah. i don't go for that kind of stuff but this film i have not cried this hard at a film in a long wow. time I don't know if it was the emotional state I was in because it was after the final. <laughs> emotional or, state. Or, but I don't know. But I just, I, I could not stop crying. But when you say that, um, <laughs> that is a very cynical view of putting at it. Okay. Um, so when you say that, uh, that okay, so we, we were just talking about new ideas um, early in the show. So what made this film just like, it was from what I'm getting for you, a cycled version of just kids going off into the night with imaginary creatures. Okay, so first of all, the tree's not real. It's not. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> Second of all, like, not, it's not even, like, real in the film. Like, it's not like, oh, that's a tree, obviously that's not real. Like, it's not even real in the film. And then, it's like, it's this big tree. Like, I don't understand why it couldn't be a small tree. Like, I have no problem with small trees. And then it's so like... we have Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. We don't want to make it for Groot. Okay. But it, anyway, so it, it's that. It's, so this is, the mo this is the Monster Calls. And then we have with a Peach Dragon, which was a remake anyway. But that's also with a large creature with a small boy. And then we have um, the other one. With, with the dreams and and capturing dreams and wisps of things, I I didn't really understand it. Um, I didn't understand the need for the tree, or the like, or the trees talking. I was very confused, and I think it was around the time where I was like, I haven't been watching movies at all, and I was just like, I don't understand what's going on. Please, please, someone tell me what's going on. But I mean, I did like I like besides that, I love the tree, even though after. All that I said, I love the tree because I love his oh, yeah. voice. I love his stories. I love, I love the um, the passion that he tells. Even though he has like this monotone voice, he has this great uh, passion in the stories he tells and the water coloring. I love when he goes into the water coloring. I would agree, and well, I'm going to counter that argument, saying that what made this film different from those other, might I add, vague descriptions of other films. Whatever. Like, <laughs> Um, is that it is in the kid's head. And might I add that the actors in this film are absolutely phenomenal. They, I, they are. The kid actor, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, uh, Louis McDougall. Yes, he's a little boy. Because I've seen, there's not many kid actors who I stand out to me. And he, Thank you, I said it exactly. He really okay. stood out to me. And Sigourney Weaver, who are used to playing these very big, strong characters, this is the first time I've ever seen her play what. I think yeah. it's a hard role to play a human woman, yeah, uh, which is very hard. But she's she transformed Felicity Jones again transformed. But again, what made this different is that this is a grieving story. And when you said that, I don't understand the truth he tells, which I'm not going to spoil it at all. I think it seems like well, it seems obvious. Yes, it seems kind of obvious to us, but for our main character, it's it's True. not. 
And I understand, I totally understand where you're coming from. It's a bit, it's, it's very, um, it's almost like, it's almost like a story. Like, you know, in like literature, like literature class in school, they, they say like, oh, this, this, the book is about this thing, but there's a deeper meaning to it, but you're not in the mood because you're just trying to watch a movie. Yeah. It's kind of like that. I was in a, um, when I saw this, I was in like, whoa, let me critically analyze this when I feel like sometimes we're in the mood, we just want to watch a movie and, but no, I mean, it is, I, I fairly felt, was really struck by this film, surprisingly. But uh, again, tell us a bit about the, uh, what did you think about the actors in this film? I, I love the actors, and I said the exact same thing when I was when I was with my mom, and I was like, there are not a lot of children actors that I can honestly say that I'm like, oh my gosh, they did great, because I just feel like sometimes they need children, and then they pick children just by picking them, because they're like, well, you know, I hope they all just turn out the same. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then, but it doesn't, and it's so, like, Lewis McDougall was great, and I, and with all the circumstances that I didn't quite completely understand, because I think I was just really cynical that day, and (laughs) something must have happened, (laughs) but I I, I looked at him, and I was like, thank you for kind of redeeming, (laughs) redeeming kid actors, because that's exactly what he did, and of course, Sojourney Weaver and Felicity Jones, I mean, they're, they're great, they're great actors, and I love seeing them, and segue into, um, I give this film three and a half out of five stars, I know, I'm so sorry, um, but because it, Seeing that I didn't understand the reason for the tree, even though I love the tree and the truth, I, I, I didn't understand why it was so long. I thought it was a little bit longer than it needed to be yeah. because there are scenes where I'm like, why is this happening? Like, I have no idea why this is happening. But I give it three and a half out of five stars and I recommend it to ages 12 to 18 because it is still a good film that you should see. Anyway, well, thank you so much, Brianna, and congratulations on your 100th review. Hopefully, your 101st review will be Monster Calls and a bit more of a less cynical point of view. <laughs> we kid. Um, well, thank you so much, Brianna. Yep, yep, yep. This this film is out in theaters now, so please go check it out and go to your own conclusion about it. Um, you're listening to Kiss Bliss Coming Attractions. Thank you for listening. Um, be sure to go check out our latest reviews of films and DVD releases and red carpet interviews on our on our website www.kidsbliss.org. Also check out our YouTube channel of the same name. Also check out our blogs. We write about films and the different meanings of films on our blog segment for our jury. And thank you so much for listening. And we are counting down for the Academy Awards. Nomination just came out. So go check out as many films as you can and go to your own conclusion. I'm Akiva Blakesley. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Kids in Cars. Your hosts will be back next Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll catch you next week. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.